0: From the city market, it is 2 Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. 2 Douchebags and Microphone.net, your one stop for douchebaggery. everything douchebaggery. You want to write us? You want to say something to us? You want to look for a live button? When we go live, you can call in. All of this stuff is right there for your Earholes ear holes and, holes and eye holes. holes. You got it, chumps. chumps. It's all yours. Button. Two douchebags and microphone.net is up and Don't running. To hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe
1: button. All right.
0: Hi, everyone.
1: Howdy, howdy. We are.
0: Two douchebags and a microphone. I am Hi. Mark.
1: And I am Christopher. Today so, we're at a bowling alley.
0: Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, it's a pretty lively bowling alley from what I could tell. Yeah. We've already <laughs> seen an almost fight and then a kid fell down and bit the bit it right there i mean god oh <laughs> kind of brutal he, he yeah he slipped and fell face first <laughs> on the lane and they had some paramedics over there but he looked like he's okay it looked like they picked him up and and he might have had like a bloody nose or something yeah but i think he's gonna be okay
1: probably so. a couple of loose teeth at this point because he yeah. hit his mouth pretty hard i mean, I mean he he yeah.
0: fell face first it was pretty uh, pretty gnarly
1: I keep waiting for somebody to do that thing where they, they forget to low the, let go of the bowling ball, and they throw it, and it goes halfway down the lane before it lands. So we'll see if we hear one of those.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we will. Yeah. This is that type of place. And uh, also, another thing I noticed is the guy serving beer over there in the snack bar, mm-hmm. he's sneaking him a couple here and there. Just watch him a little bit. Watch him, watch him for a couple of minutes, because I was waiting for my hot dog earlier, and yeah. I'm just sitting there looking around. And I just start focusing in on him because he looked like he was kind mm-hmm. of jittery acting, and kind, yeah. you know, and I start going, "Wait a minute!" And then he's just like over there, and he's got him a little cup. He's like filling it full and going real quick. Oh, yeah. uh, look. look, 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 see.
1: Yep. Yep. Oh. Look, there,
0: there it is, right there. There it yep. is. <laughs> that <laughs> well, dude's gonna, He's going to be plastered by the time he gets out of here.
1: Well, he was nice enough to let me bring my my thermos in because usually places that we go out to unless it's a coffee shop their coffee isn't really very good yeah so I, I made my own and brought it here and he's nice enough to let me bring my thermos in as long as i bought a soda yeah. first from the snack the concession no, no so. he
0: seems like a really good guy yeah I mean, but he's he's
1: definitely got a drinking
0: problem he, yeah <laughs> i've he, seen it before <laughs> he actually took my hot dog and split it down the middle it wasn't by the grill He split it down the middle to where I, when I put the condiments on, it will sit in the middle.
1: That's always best. Oh, oh, it was great. That's always best to do that, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so. Really yummy. Yeah, so we like the guy, Mm -hmm. he's just, you know, he's and when, mm-hmm.
1: I, when, it, when I went back out to get the second trip, the second load of our equipment to bring in, mm-hmm. someone had already stolen my catalytic converter.
0: Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, it's, so. I'll, I'll do you one worse. It's already sold, and they already bought crack
1: with I'm it. sure, but I'm going to be making a hell of a lot of noise on the drive home. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs>
1: so, oh well, it's bound to happen. It's bowling yeah. lane, so what do you yeah, expect? yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, the reason we are here this uh, late in the evening is because we just observed the Chiefs beat oh, the Tampa yes. Bay Buccaneers, which was excellent.
1: Yeah, a 10-point win.
0: Yeah, good old ass paddling. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, they're 3-1. There yeah. should be 4-0, oh, but you yeah. know what? Hey, 3-1, uh, we'll take it. Yeah. After that debacle last week against the Indianapolis Colts. Oh,
1: my gosh, that was yeah. painful.
0: So they kind of redeemed themselves, even mm. though I'm still bitter.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> Nice to have a kicker again.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we'd had a, a decent kicker, Butker's been out because he injured his leg. Yeah. So if we had Butker, we would have won last week anyhow. Because sure, Because they yeah. would have tried that fourth and whatever yeah. fake punt, and they uh, would have made that other field goal, and they would have came out on top. Yeah, yeah. So anyhow... um <clears throat> um, that's the way it goes. Like I was telling you earlier, the Chiefs will get one handed to them to make up for that. Because yeah, uh, who was it that said you are what you are?
1: Oh, that kind of sounds like Dennis Green. I think it was. They are Demi who we Green. thought we were. Well, that they too. They are who. We that thought was a they famous
0: were. one. But it used to say you are who you are. So if you're two and um, fourteen, and you lost every game by one point, you're two and fourteen. I
1: think that's Dick Vermeil. Was it Dick Vermeule? Pretty sure it was Dick Vermeule. Said, you know, whatever your record is, you know, that's that's what kind of team you are. If you've got a two and fourteen record, then you're a two and fourteen team.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter if you won every game Uh by one. uh, You lost every game by one point in the last three seconds by a fluke play. Yeah, you're two and fourteen team. And Dick Vermeule was probably right. Yeah, yeah. He did win a Super Bowl and uh, did very well in his Mm -hmm. career. And you know.
1: And from a coach's perspective, that is correct. It's either a win or a loss. Well, it's a no-excuse thing.
0: Yeah. And that's what it is. It's like, Uh oh, well, we almost won everything.
1: (laughs) Doesn't matter. Yeah. (laughs) Almost
0: is the second
1: loser, right? Remember that time that they almost gave you the Super Bowl trophy? Yeah. Yeah.
0: We we almost made it to the Super Bowl for the third time in a row (laughs) last year.
1: Wow. See that hot chick over there? I almost asked her out once. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Yeah.
0: (laughs) See what almost gets you? (laughs) Our our podcast almost got a sponsor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to get too crazy here. All right. Hang on. Back it up there. Back it up.
1: All right. So, takeaways from the Chiefs game.
0: We are shaking our ass, though, because uh, Mm. uh, because we're still on the top 600.
1: Oh, we're pretty proud. We yeah, got our yeah. tail feathers out. That's yes, for sure. we
0: do. I think it's because our naked broadcast last week. Yeah, checking each other for skin cancer. I think yeah. that's what just took us over the top again.
1: I think so. Yeah, yes.
0: um, the Chiefs.
1: Um, I like the I like the O line.
0: Yeah, the O line played its ass off. <laughs> yes, sorry, Jim Rome had to do that. Um.
1: um. I was interested to see the taunting that, well, what I consider taunting.
0: That was a great point what you brought up. Go ahead. Um,
1: it was, I forget the, the exact ball. play. Yeah. But it was Kelsey uh, was being mauled on a certain play. The, the pass went to somebody else, and he caught it. And then when the play was over, the ball was on the ground. Kelsey was standing there. A Bucks player picked it up and stuck it into Kelsey's stomach like it, like a quarterback does on a handoff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and I saw it when the play, I, and I saw it twice on replay. Yeah. And no mention was made about whether that was taunting or not. So not, well, I'm not going to rant about it. I'm just saying it's it's interesting that a I, Buccaneers player can do that to Kelsey, and it's not taunting, but we'll see. We'll see if someone else on the Chiefs gets called for rampant taunting on something just as well, just this small... also
0: goes into where interpretation mm-hmm. and where they have influence on the game. Mm-hmm. Because I can back up what you just said 100%. Tyreek Hill last year in the peace sign. Yeah. Got mm-hmm. flags. Yep. How is a peace sign taunting as someone taking a ball and physically sticking it in your gut? Uh huh. Not that Travis Kelsey has a gut because he doesn't. No, He's very lean, <laughs> very in shape. It's like, but right, one
1: percent body fat, dude. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, and he he takes a he smacks a ball, not he he or nothing. Mm-hmm. But even if it was he he, you have to you have to hold the standard. You don't do that. Yeah. So this leaves the interpretation, like we said, the influence. Yeah, there's a spot about.
1: where an official can bend a game one way or another, on a judgment call. And get away with it without having to prove that they're not. So, if this was a three-point game,
0: like it, you know, like it probably should have been, instead mm -hmm. of us pretty much trumping their ass, Mm -hmm. they they seem like they're having some issues right now. But uh, let's say it's a three-point game. That game could have been influenced heavily by that non-call. Yeah. So, or it could have been influenced heavily by the call.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where if, if it had been, um, say it had been uh, the Chiefs doing that on um, a play where they scored the go-ahead touchdown, they would have called taunting and called it back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as it was, the Chiefs were already ahead, the Chiefs had the ball, the Chiefs succeeded on that play. If they'd called taunting, all it would have done was help the Chiefs score again. Yes, which wouldn't have helped the game at that point for or the line. Yeah, the gambling line, the the you know, the competition between the Chiefs and the Bucks, etc. If it had made sense at that point to alter the course of the game and make it more fun and exciting, they would have had somebody say call that taunting. Mm-hmm. But as it is, there's an opportunity and whether the word is officially coming in or not, uh, officials have the ability to step in and change the course of a game to suit whatever agenda they have.
0: Now, last week's game, like like we said, you know, the uh, whatever Chris Jones said in the pile, yeah, got a flag. Okay, well, how come they didn't hear anything up until then? Because if you could see that. Mm-hmm. And you could see how they're pile driving Matt Ryan in the ground, mm-hmm. and look, the other side's doing it to Mahomes when they get some Indian crapulous is doing it to us. Uh-huh. It was that type of a rough game. Yeah, you know things are being said like you know Matt Ryan's going, "Yeah, that tickled fucking fat boy," you uh-huh. know, or whatever. And then yeah, you know, oh yeah, motherfucker, you know whatever. Uh-huh. So whatever he said, they chose to hear. But it was deaf ears before then, so it was getting late in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs were leading, and they just they just stopped them dead in their tracks on fourth down. Yep. So, that game was going to be won by the Chiefs without a doubt. So, this uh, referee, I think the line was one point more oh. than, if I remember correctly, if I remember it, because, well, I was in Colorado on vacation and I did have to go to this fucking pit bar to watch it, but I didn't understand (laughs) because it was my bad. That game was on CBS. It was a national game, and I thought that that Pagosa bar turned it on just for me to come in and buy stuff me and oh. the other three of us that were there mm-hmm. but no I could have watched it at the condo and not put up with those fucking idiots in there
1: oh well Damn. but it was fun because I did tell
0: a couple of them to fuck off and and, and yes. made fun of them really good and proper so. yeah. yeah good clean
1: fun yeah.
0: yeah yeah but the thing is when you're on top as long as we've been now mm-hmm. you garnish hate yeah people want to see they they put you on the pedestal, only to knock you off. Two
1: examples that I that came to mind right away to to uh, illustrate your point. Uh, I believe I've told this story earlier on a podcast that uh, um, a friend of my mom's, the uh, guy she went to school with, uh, had his license taken away from him. Uh, he had made some sort of illegal turn or something. And a police officer started following him, and instead of pulling him over and writing him a ticket, he just kept following him and added up all the different infractions he found, and then eventually pulled him over, wrote him a ticket for all of those, which was enough to suspend his license. Oh, what a dick move not to pull him over right away, but you see the cop waited until it was to his benefit mm-hmm. to enforce the rules.
0: Well, I've got, I've got a really good one for you, too. Are you done or not?
1: I got that one more, and this might be what you're talking about, George Brett.
0: No. The pine that's... tar game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: that's a... this is for old-timers. The pine tar game, Brett, George Brett was using a bat, and the pine tar was too far up the handle, and the opposing manager knew it, but he waited to call the umpire's that was attention Billy to Martin. it. Until George Brett hit an important hit or a run, he hit something. a home run. Hit, there was a yeah. That's when Billy Martin called the umpires' attention to it because that's when it it was to his advantage. Mm-hmm. So, but they did. The Royals
0: did get that that call overturned, yeah, and they won the game. Right. But you're right. Billy Martin kept that in the back of his head, and mm-hmm. that's what made him such a great manager. He was a great manager. Yeah. Until him being out drinking with a friend took his life. Yeah.
1: Well, but, how well? How didn't much? They of a roll st- a
0: truck or something, and he died.
1: That sounds familiar. Yeah. Oh, any anyhow. Go but ahead. but how much of a stretch is it for these officials to keep something in the back of their mind? Okay, I've heard this player use that word, and I'm going to wait until it changes the outcome of the game. Then I'm going to call.
0: A lot, Chris Jones. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And who knows how it became to that official's advantage to make a call at that point. But for some reason, at All that know point... All I line was one-off. It, t- it became important to finally make that call, whereas he'd been ignoring it up to that point.
0: If the Chiefs get the ball back and there's a couple minutes left at that point...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. The line is what it is.
1: You know, I, I think the waitress is crop-dusting us. She is. <laughs> she went by with that with that... Tray there, and oh my god, it stinks all of a sudden.
0: No, no, man. It's either that soup that she's carrying is fucking bad, Uh, or
1: she just shit all over us. Well, if she comes back by with an empty tray and it still stinks, then we know it's her. We know it's her. (laughs)
0: I'm going to like, you see these wet wipes over here? I'm going to go put them right next to her and walk off.
1: I, I, I may have to go get a urinal cake out of the bathroom and stuff one up my nose. This yeah. is
0: pretty bad. Hey, are you needing this? We all think you do.
1: <laughs> it's too bad that the smell doesn't come through on the podcast because this, this oh. would really make it.
0: This would oh. really be the, over the That burnt the inside of my nose. Oh, this oh. Is bad. My fucking nose hairs are singed. Oh. oh gosh. It's
1: like it's like cabbage and burning popcorn and <laughs> oh. Anyway oh. I even forgot what we were talking about. The oxygens you know, oh. my brain is deprived okay. of
0: oxygens. We were talking about George Brett and the pine tar. Yeah. But I've got it. Right. I took mine a little bit different. Mm -hmm. You're talking about racking up all the charges. Now this was here in Kansas City and I'm not going to go into real specifics because the guy got in a lot of shit. And here's what he was doing. There's this gas station that is nothing but for police force. Its sole purpose is not to have anyone working there or nothing Mm -hmm. but to police come up there with a code Put the code oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. there's
1: one at a, a, there's a fire station not too far from my house where they have, like, a, a gas station out back. Yeah. That
0: yeah. yeah, well, this is its own gas station. I'm not going to say where it's at or nothing. Yeah. But this is a few years back, probably about 15 years ago. My buddy was, like, he, he went out to the bars, and at, like, 3 in the morning, he'd be out. And he somehow got a hold of this code that they use. Wow. So, he'd been doing this getting gas for free stealing it from this um, cop gas station whatever mm-hmm. Okay, and he kept doing this and kept doing this and he was like kept giggling he goes hey you need the code you want the code
1: <laughs> and I'm like
0: no 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 I go I kept telling him I go that I think that's a horrible idea yeah, well, I've, I've, <laughs> he goes they don't have cameras and I think he goes, I do it all the time Wow. he goes I've been doing this like twice a week for I don't know over a year Well, turns out one day he gets a uh, subpoena, I think. Or maybe they came and got him. I can't remember. Might have been a
1: summons. A summons? Yeah, like they issue a bench warrant.
0: He went over the felony Uh, threshold. Oh, oh, that's what they were waiting for. Yes, and they had it all on tape. Oh, that moron. Yeah. And, And he kept telling me, you want the code? I'm like no, I don't want the code. I said number one, I don't steal. I said I work for a living. I make my own money. Oh my god! I said number two, you're gonna get fucking caught. Yeah, and he god. did. God. Yeah. So oh. at times he was giggling. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> no, no, not so much. They got him. the The, the minute that he got a dollar over the felony, which I don't know how much it is, a grand or two grand or whatever. I don't know.
1: I don't know, but yeah. God. Yeah. There was a a guy that my brother and I went to school with that uh, in later life, my brother started hanging out with, they became real good friends. And uh, his name was Matt. And uh, Matt's family had a farm. And a lot of farmers will have a gasoline tank somewhere mm-hmm. on their farm, it's like, it's up on stilts, it's like yeah. this, you know, giant cylinder the on side. And Yeah, yeah, and it's generally gasoline, you know, sometimes it's diesel if they've got a lot of diesel equipment. They
0: actually have a smaller petro truck come out and fill them up.
1: Yeah, so, uh, um, they put, they had a padlock on the, on the, the valve and the nozzle, etc., to keep you from just stealing the gas, and, and, uh, i guess matt was in the habit of going out there and filling up his tank whenever he was broke and Uh his grandfather or uncle or whoever owned the farm was was after him about it and uh um on a re on a recent trip he'd gone out and filled up his tank and left the padlock off and and my brother's like don't you want to put the padlock back on he's like uh Don't worry about it. You know, I'll, I'll fill it up again and then lock it up before we leave. And they, they went off to town to go get something. And on their way into town, they passed his uncle coming the other way. Oh. <laughs> he was going to drive up and see that padlock off. And Matt was like, shit, I'm sunk. I mean, we might as well just go home. Yeah, that shit it's done. <laughs> yep. I'm busted. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's like the guy stealing gas from the precinct. It's like, you think you're getting away with it, but. But mm, you're not. Nope. Uh -uh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, anyhow, I don't know how we got here from the Chiefs' victory, but. um, Who who knows? Who cares? And the pine tar, George Brett, all that. And the
1: farting waitress. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Well, (laughs) anyhow, the Chiefs won. Good win. Mm -hmm. We'll take it. Yeah, they played taken. pretty well. Defense played pretty well.
1: Pacheco As, played really well.
0: Pacheco looked great. I and like so that. did Olayer, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like the, the running back tandem or group or whatever they have. If we can
0: keep that kind of a balanced attack the rest of the year, yeah. you don't need to worry about us. We're going to be fine.
1: Remember when they used to say, well, he's the kind of running back that needs the ball 30 times a game?
0: What a cop out!
1: I know. That's nobody cares about that anymore. It's like if you can't produce in the like two or three runs that we're gonna give you this half, then you ain't getting in the second half.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's like uh, look. Whenever someone has a premier year, like uh, Jonathan Taylor, all his numbers are down. Travis Henry had that big injury last year. Now who knows what you're gonna get with him? Yeah. You know, running backs have a very short lifespan. Really do. Five, six years normally yeah. except for the freaks of nature there's some of them that you know that last longer but usually it's because of lack of pay yeah. or not pay but play uh marcus allen uh, um, mm. yeah uh, let's see there's some other really famous ones that didn't play because of injury or whatever yeah
1: they had some like bonus years because they yeah. just sat out
0: yeah but other than that you you have a certain amount of carries. And get your ass rubbed into the dirt so much, mm-hmm. and it's not very forgiving. So
1: yeah, Well, if you want your offensive players to last longer, uh, let them keep wearing pads, but take all the pads and helmets and protective gear off the defensive players. Yeah, They will learn how to tackle exactly. instead of just fling their bodies at people. Exactly. So, offense, you get the pads and then helmets and everything. Defense, you don't learn how to tackle correctly, or yeah. it's going to hurt you and not them.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: That would, you know, I would love to see a simulation of that kind of game. You know, let's get an AI working on that and run a full simulation of how that. a game would go if I would the love defense to see had that no that and everything.
0: Yep. <laughs> That'd be excellent. I think that would be cool. That'd I would totally
1: unrealistic. Just yeah. Who yeah. would want to play in that? Who would want to be on defense in a league like that? I would. Hey,
0: nobody would. It'd be like, man, there's no glory in this shit. <clears throat> yeah. So. Well, um, you know, there was a big hubbub about Aaron Rodgers and Bill Belichick earlier. Yeah. And they had a big lengthy chat. Remember? The big we, long uh, tongue kiss at midfield. The Yeah, and I said, man, I go, man, yeah. you see that love fest? What the fuck was that about? And mm-hmm. I had a feeling what it was about. But there's other speculation, too. You know, Rodgers, uh, they asked me, played coy about the lengthy uh, postgame chat with Belichick. It originally uh, appeared on NBC Sports Boston. Bill Belichick's post-game handshakes usually last about five seconds on a good day, but Aaron Rodgers uh, apparently brings out the uh, the nice in him. You know,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the nice side of uh, Belichick. After the Patriots' 27-24 overtime loss to the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field, Belichick shared a nearly 30-second conversation with Rodgers, which. Uh, which is an eternity by Belichick. Oh standards. heck
1: yeah, heck yeah! This is yeah. the guy that'll barely say three words at a press conference.
0: Oh, and sometimes he would just bypass and not even go out to midfield.
1: Yeah, he just kind of gesture at him and leave.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and they'd be like, yeah, "I got a lot of stuff to think about. We got a lot of stuff to improve, or whatever." But actually, yeah. it's being a bad sport. Yeah, you go out there and shake the guy's hand, whether you want to or not. <clears throat>
1: And this is Belichick in a in an overtime loss, and he's willing to go out there and exactly tongue, he's out there willing to tongue kiss Aaron Rodgers for thirty seconds in the middle of the field. Something's yeah, up. Exactly. <laughs> Something is up.
0: <laughs> Belichick and Rodgers share plenty of mutual respect, but it was still eye opening to see Belichick spend so much time talking to an opposing player, especially after a too, And all of this is accredited to the Yahoo Sports, just to let you guys know where yeah. this came from. But we did witness it, too. So what were the two talking about? Rogers declined to let uh, um, anyone in on what they were talking about, but he did reveal that him and Belichick both spoke after the game. Yeah. So that wasn't yeah. it. Yeah. Whatever they said at midfield prompted the call later. So,
1: And think of all the people standing around and none of them are coming forward and telling you what they were talking about because they know they will never be in that position again if they break confidence.
0: And then Rodgers goes on in his press conference to say, before the game he came over and we shared some words. It's nice to be able to have some private conversation from time to time. He came over when we were in uh, throwing lines and we had a nice embrace and shared some words back and forth. Rodgers heaped praise on Belichick last week, twice referring to him as the greatest head coach of all time and dubbing Belichick as a living legend. The 38 year old suggests he gave Belichick more kind words after Sunday's game. So, all right, I think we both get the same thing out of that. Mm-hmm. And let me put this into this perspective right here. Okay. Tom Brady was with the Patriots, what, 20 years?
1: long-ass time.
0: Yeah, long time, was uh, was Mr. Boston, Mr. New England. Mm -hmm. You know, he's worshipped up there. Um, They did whatever he wanted. You want this player? Okay, we'll get him. You want that? Okay, we'll go get him. What else do you need, you know, Mr. Brady? Mm -hmm. So he leaves that, and he goes to Tampa for, air quotations, greener pastures, or maybe differences. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wants to prove that he can win without Belichick. Maybe he thought Belichick was getting too much of his glory that he should be getting. I don't know. Maybe Who he knows? doesn't
1: want to go through Mahomes to get to the Super Bowl. Every That's year? what I
0: thought too. That's yeah. my initial thought. Is is I'm getting older, and this guy's getting in his prime, and this guy's already mm-hmm. insanely good. But not only is he he insanely good, he's insanely intelligent. Yeah. And he's not even at his peak yet.
1: And I'm sure that was part of Brady's thinking, yes.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, and even the commercials leading up to tonight's uh, match with the old man, look at my life, I'm a lot like you.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> I,
0: I mean, you tell me what the, what the um, people at NBC were projecting. Goat. Goat coming up.
1: Handing off of the handing of the torch, yes, the passing of the of the torch, the the however you want, however it was, uh, movie when, uh, cliche you want to use. It's... Like I
0: said earlier, Andre the Giant telling Hulk Hogan, "You're getting the belt.
1: I want you to defeat I'm me. I'm putting
0: you over tonight. Mm-hmm. So you better eat your Wheaties because you got to body slam me to make it believable." <laughs> And it wasn't believable because you see Hulk Hogan just, like, shaking his knees, shaking, picking that big, massive guy up to body slam him, and, and, you know, and Andre's just, like, lying there. It's like, oh, come on. Uh -uh. (laughs) You're going to do something like you're going to, like, you're not going to let this guy just, like, body slam you, Uh but it reminded me of that. It's like, okay, uh, I'm getting older, (laughs) by not doing so well health, you know. Well, Brady's doing fine health, but... He's 45, you know, and he's probably running out of gas at the games, you know. Yeah. And probably the fourth quarter used to be his uh, stronghold. Now it's like, uh, oh, oh, boy, man, I'm kind of tired. Oh, I hurt. You yeah.
1: Know? And now that we've learned the truth about Brady's absence from training camp.
0: Yeah, you can go into that in a, any real quick here. Yeah. But all i got to say is Father Time does not listen, does not care.
1: Yep.
0: So... You go into what you um, understood about this whole – Oh, real quick, I want to wrap this up with a bow. Yeah. I think we all know that Brady is going for – or not Brady, um, Rogers, Rogers is going for playing with the um, Patriots because Bill Belichick is such a good coach and mm-hmm. all he needs is a great quarterback like he had and he will get you up there. Yeah. So we know where Aaron Rodgers is trying to head – We'll see if it works or not, but I think if Rodgers wants to go and Belichick wants him, I think it's going to happen because, remember, the Packers paid him all this money at once.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I think he's open. And if he isn't open, then he's just going to pull some shit and strong-arm him to get his way anyhow.
1: Another thing to look into is, is New England in a position to acquire certain players? Do they have draft picks they can trade away? because if Rodgers comes over he's going to say okay I want receive this receiver that receiver I, the one's coming up in free agency
0: I think that I think New England has been built like this they knew they may have thought Mac Jones could have been the guy mm. but now they definitely know he isn't so, so they've
1: already got the receivers built
0: yeah I think that they've okay, got it to yeah. where they can beef it up at any time if they're Think they could have a Super Bowl run. Yeah. But right now they're just laying low and trying to figure out who is the guy.
1: You know, mm-hmm. are we going
0: to draft him? Or are we going to get him from somewhere? Well, you're not getting Mahomes. Yeah. I was thinking Lamar Jackson might be a pretty good uh, idea for them because it doesn't look like Lamar Jackson is going to re sign with Baltimore right now.
1: Yeah, they, they don't seem to be doing well Well, together. There's (laughs) some some
0: bad feelings, I think. I think Lamar Jackson took exception to a, hey, I'm playing fantastic, and you guys won't sign me past my rookie deal, you know. Mm -hmm. He's he's probably like, screw you guys. I'll go somewhere else, and I'm going to shove the ball up your ass from the same division. Yeah. So, (laughs) So, Lamar Jackson, I think, would be a good fit with Belichick. Yeah. So, I mean, but I think he primarily wants Aaron Rodgers. This Hall of Famer, he wants another Hall of Famer like Brady, and mm-hmm. uh, so. And another thing, very important, Belichick demands intelligence, and that's what you're gonna get with Rodgers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, he demanded it. I mean, you know, look, I mean, they uh, replaced uh, um, Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe, really good quarterback, upper yeah. echelon, with Tom Brady. So.
1: Yeah, that all that all makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, And it would be a way to even the score. Brady went somewhere else and won a Super Bowl. That way, Belichick is like, okay, I'll get a different quarterback and win a Super Bowl. And that way we're even again.
0: Yeah, it's like, look, he he didn't do anything. All he did was go somewhere and won like, you know, like I got this guy and we won. Yeah, so that really
1: does seem to make a lot of sense. Now, an interesting side note to this is... They had to know by spending so much time in the middle of the field talking on front of all these cameras that they were gonna stir all this up. So they let it happen. This is the way they wanted it to happen, they wanted all this shit stirred up. Yeah. Why? What are they going to get out of it? Because they made this happen intentionally. That's the interesting question, is what are they hoping to gain by this?
0: I think Belichick is letting (coughs) Brady know the door is open. Mm -hmm. Or not Brady. God, I
1: keep screwing this up. Rogers.
0: Letting Rogers know the door is open. Mm -hmm. I think that Rogers put out a certain amount of maybes. Mm -hmm. And I think that Belichick is kind of like, you know what? What better way than just to do it on TV to show him how serious I am?
1: And I think, I think it also gives both Rodgers and Belichick um, leverage against their teams. Yeah. Rodgers can go back to the Packers and say, "You know, hey, you want to give me what I want now?" And Belichick can go back to the pa- to the Patriots and say, "I might get Rodgers. Going to give me what I want now."
0: Yeah. So it helps both
1: of them with their own their own teams.
0: Yeah, good point.
1: Yeah, good point. Interesting. Well, I think. So.
0: Um, what did you learn at your uh, hairdresser's? Was it? Or? Uh,
1: it was. Uh, uh, um, yeah, let's let's protect the innocent and call it uh, a, a, a friend's hairdresser. There we who, go. Who leaked the story? But uh, I I I. I believe the trail of information that's coming through this person.
0: So do I. It makes the most sense.
1: Yeah. Um, Earlier we we mentioned how Brady had to leave training camp for 11 days straight. And they passed it off as, oh, well, mm, he doesn't really need the practice. He's smart enough, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, he and Giselle, his wife, were having marital difficulties. There's a lot of tension between them. So then speculation became that, okay, he left training camp to go um, fix his marriage with Giselle. Mm -hmm. Okay, now here's the latest information. After last year's Super Bowl, Giselle said, okay, we had made the deal that I would stay home and take care of the kids and put my career on hold while you Mm -hmm. had your football career. Yeah. Now you did your whole thing in, in New England. You came down here to Tampa and proved you could do it again and won a Super Bowl. We agreed now you would retire and I resume my career. Mm hmm. And Brady apparently reluctantly agreed to it. Wow. And then they left on this, like, long trip somewhere. And then when they came back, um,. He decided to unretire. He's like, No, I, I still want to play. I'm not ready yet. And that's when Giselle said, Okay, whatever, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to go have my career, no matter what you say and no matter what you do. And she left and went and had photo shoots and things and left Tom with the kids. Wow. So she's off on location shooting, having her career. She's like, You can run unretire all you want. I'm unretiring too.
0: <laughs> that so makes sense too The way that he, everything came uh-huh. down too
1: That's why Tom Brady had to go home For those 11 days in training camp Because Giselle, Giselle was out on location Doing a photo shoot And he had to be there with the kids He had to find a nanny He had to find you know someone to replace What all the things Giselle's been doing uh-huh. Wow. And that's why they're continuing to have tensions up to this point and why Brady's looking so tired and angry and why he's throwing Microsoft Surface tablets around.
0: <laughs> it's because
1: his wife doesn't give a shit what he wants anymore she's going to have her career because that was the deal, and he backed out, and now he's paying for it.
0: Oh, speaking of throwing tablets, (laughs) I thought that's awesome. (laughs) Did you see the offensive coordinator for the Bills, not this guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He was
1: banging and smashing stuff. Oh, he was so pissed. He was. Oh. (laughs) That was... And they played it over and over. Oh, I know. (laughs) I thought it was pretty telling the NFL's response to Brady smashing those two Microsoft Surface tablets. Mm-hmm. You know, Microsoft has paid the paid to have their tablets be the only one the NFL can use yeah. and show on the sideline, and that's why everyone has to say the name of them during the broadcast mm-hmm. and why they have to show the signage all over it's it's all bought and paid for. Yeah. So Microsoft doesn't want Tom Brady there smashing them up showing that they're breakable or that they're yeah. fragile yeah. or anything other than perfect. So mm-hmm. they demanded the NFL do something about it. Here's what the NFL did. Nothing to Tom Brady, but they warned every other team, don't do this or you'll get a fine. <laughs> Tom Brady skates.
0: Yep. That's it's it's
1: the it's it's like the parent who the first kid punches the second kid And the parent says, okay, next person who punches anybody, it's like, great. As long as I come up with a new thing to do, I can get away with it and everybody else can't. Yeah. So that's the incentive to come up with all sorts of new stuff to do to get an advantage and be the first one to get away with it.
0: That's right. Mm. It's just, (laughs) it
1: smacks of favoritism. Yes, it is. And it is
0: favoritism. (laughs) Wow.
1: Thank you, Tom Brady, for showing us that the Microsoft Surface tablet is completely breakable and destructible. Yeah. (laughs) And thank you, NFL, for demonstrating that you would rather suck Tom Brady's dick than be fair to everybody.
0: Well, I mean, that's been going on forever. (laughs) And to to be honest, Brady is a master at it. Mm. Yeah. whenever you see him interact, I mean, you know, a lot of the players don't, like, talk to the coaches at all. Mm -hmm. Brady's always over there telling jokes and shit and giggling and slap-assing. And they like the guy. And he knows that if they like him, they're going to be influenced by him. Yeah. You know, he's like, hey, man, how's, how's little Billy doing? You think he'd want this football?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about if I put my signature? Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, you could see him working. He's a yeah. worker, you know. It's, it's
1: the truth that every politician learns early on. If they don't like you, you can't use them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: So make them like you so you can use them later.
0: Hello, this is Satan.
1: You might know me from my pet name, Inflation. I'm here to tell you that there's no better way to relax than listen to two
0: douchebags and microphone by a nice warm fire at night. I sit there and I reflect on all the souls I burned that day.
1: Enjoy. That's that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yep. Anyway, well, nice.
0: oh well. You know. Um, anyhow, let's see. You had some stuff you wanted to talk about.
1: Yeah. Let me put on my second pair of eyeballs here.
0: All right.
1: Um, let's see. We talked about this. We talked about that. Here was an interesting thing I saw the other day. Uh, there was a commercial for a type of computer. I think a laptop. Okay. And the way the ad panned uh, started out was uh, was a young woman who was uh, rather ordinarily dressed, and mm-hmm. she was in an ordinary library setting or something. But then she opened this computer, this laptop, and everything changed, and she was in some kind of, you know cyber steampunk. Setting and her clothes were different, you know, leather and and zippers and all sorts of stuff, and everything was wild and crazy. Uh And I guess it's supposed to show that, you know, she's empowered and all these possibilities with the laptop, etc. Okay. But here's where the commercial lost me. The first thing she does is she goes and climbs on the back of some random dude's motorcycle. While he zooms off on the motorcycle, she just sits there looking pretty, holding the laptop. What a weird turn! I uh, I don't know what that would
0: represent at all.
1: I, I know, my jaw hit the floor. I thought the first half of the commercial they're showing, use our laptop and this young woman is empowered and the opportunities explode and she can do it. And she ends up being the pretty thing on the back of some guy's motorcycle.
0: Yeah, well, uh, what? That's a message.
1: Yeah, that's and like this you're was empowered. a
0: major. You can do whatever you want. Oh no, no, no! Just sit there and be pretty. Yeah.
1: Well, this was a major computer manufacturer. You know, I, I can't remember the brand name off the bat, but I remember it was. You know, it's one that everybody's heard of. But that just struck me as so odd. That is. Yeah. Uh, you got to figure they know what they're doing. Uh,
0: yeah, you'd think. I mean, <laughs> they spend so much and so much thought goes into these commercials. Yeah. You would think that they have it exactly penned what yeah. what this makes people think and what it makes yeah. them do.
1: They, they don't make accidents. They still make poor judgment decisions and do things wrong sometimes, but they aren't accidentally doing anything on yeah. these commercials.
0: <laughs> you know? Wow. Okay, well... Okay, so you uh, you had some other things that were on your mind there, and yeah,
1: I I I saw an ad the other day for the new Stephen Colbert show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a cartoon. It's a straight-up cartoon. It's completely animated, with you know the, it's not even good animation. It's the it's the real plain jerky looking animation. Oh yeah. And it's I guess going to be just like his news show where they, they do spoofs of the news or they lampoon people or whatever. Yeah. I just thought it was really interesting that the people who watch Stephen Colbert and are interested in what he has have to say can only handle cartoon level. They can't handle real people talking intelligently to them. They want it to them in cartoon format.
0: Well, seeing see <laughs> the show on a limited basis... I can believe that. Yeah,
1: because, it, I think it says more about the, the the target audience. Yeah, that it's a cartoon. It's like, okay, that's we have to yeah. mash up your food for you, little baby.
0: I mean, for from all the tonight shows, the late night shows, mm-hmm. that is the worst by far. The lamest, not funny. Oh. uh, yeah. So
1: he's kind of like that Trevor Noah that took over for. What's his name on the, the Today Show, Tonight or Today or whatever?
0: Yeah. The Late
1: Show or whatever it was called. Um, I, when Trump was in office, every promo for his show was some barb at Trump and his policies or the people around him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now that Trump is out of office, those have kind of faded away and every promo I see for his show... He's making the most outrageous, lame, dumbass joke about just some random thing, okay. and I think, wow, that's his, that's the funniest he can get, and that's that's what they're using as a promo to make me watch the show. That's all they got. I don't think the guy really has much to say anymore. No. He existed to insult Trump, yeah, and now that Trump is kind of. Whatever status he's in...
0: Um, well, not really relevant, at least not right now.
1: Yeah, um, and there's a there's also a move now to not give Trump any attention because he yeah. craves it so much. Yeah. So Trevor Noah, to my viewpoint, really doesn't seem to have much to talk about anymore, yet he still has a show. So there must be a target. There must be an audience out there for him, but I have no clue who they uh, are.
0: I don't know who they are. Yeah. There. I mean... It sometimes um, it seems to me like uh, they sell the commercials mm-hmm. sometimes to where they don't really look at the ratings.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So they're just like, look, man, we got some new shows that were kicking off, and you know, we, we and, give a-
1: And there are a lot of shows that exist solely to be the format for those sponsors to air their commercials during.
0: Exactly. That's, that's why the show was, was created. Yeah.
1: I mean it's not like let's oh here's a great idea for a show, let's go find some sponsors. It's the exact opposite. The sponsors say the advertisers say, We want a show that's like this to and run our commercials on and the network mm-hmm. says, Okay, we'll create one for you. Yeah. And that's where a lot of these shows come from. It's where the for it's where the advertisers want to put their ads.
0: Yeah. And yeah. instead
1: of turning them away, well, we don't have a show like that. It's well, okay, hang on, we'll create yeah, a show we'll for you. Yeah,
0: we'll create a show. Yeah.
1: yeah. Anyway, um,
0: I can believe that totally.
1: I oh, it was someone that these Trevor Noah and, and Stephen Colbert. Someone that that's in along that kind of same kind of line. Have you heard of Randy Rainbow? No. He came to town recently. Um he's. Uh, uh, he goes around performing political satire to show tunes. <laughs> he rewrites, writes the lyrics. Uh, if you're familiar with Tom Lehrer, he used to do things like that. Um, yeah. There's some other uh, entertainers done that, but what he's doing is he's really slams the the right wing, the Republicans, mm-hmm. all that stuff to uh, show tunes. Um, <laughs> He he's very openly gay, and he he tries to use that to make the right wing people uncomfortable because he knows they're uncomfortable with gay people. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, he uses that to oh, to wow. make it more uncomfortable. But the thing is,
0: hey, do you see that guy drop that ball? Oh,
1: it was on his foot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my,
1: oh my God! They dropped it on and, his foot. That's funny as this hell. This is the
0: most accident-prone place around. I <laughs> yeah. swear. The kid, now
1: that guy. Mm. Wow. Well, where was I? Oh, Randy Rainbow. I was, yeah. was going to say is this guy's business model is awesome. I mean, he's just like a faith healer. Okay, he's, he's not fixing any problems at all. He comes to town, tells you all about this stuff that's going on mm-hmm. in an entertaining way, feeds the hatred, tells yeah. the people what they want to hear, and then leaves with their money. He that's hasn't fixed a single problem. Uh-uh. He hasn't suggested any solutions.
0: A cheerleader.
1: Yeah. All he did was tell you what you wanted to hear for an evening, and now he's left town with your money, and everything's still the same as it was before, except he's got your money.
0: Wow. I think that's
1: genius. That
0: is genius. That
1: is such genius. Find wow. a group, feed their hate, Yeah. feed their anger, take their money.
0: Well, I mean... It,
1: Don't fix the problem because yeah. that's what your money is being made from. I mean, this Randy Rainbow guy would probably really hate for all the Republicans to go away because then he'd have nobody to sing about and make yeah. money off of anymore. Oh,
0: well, I know Colbert, Colbert <laughs> would. Colbert would never have material if the yeah conservatives, he would be away. completely
1: irrelevant without somebody to hate on. Yeah, and there's a big group of people who are out there is like yeah feed my hate. Give me, here, take my money, feed my hate. <laughs> 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 and you know, it, it works on both sides. Absolutely works on both sides of, of whatever political spectrum. Mm-hmm. But this Randy Rainbow guy just really struck me. I some, uh, someone showed me a clip of, of one of his videos and I thought Okay, he's just making fun of people. He doesn't have any solutions, he doesn't have any intelligent points to make. He's just making he's there for fun awareness. of people. So he's just there to make you giggle and laugh and feel good about yourself for hating someone and then take your money and leave town. Wow. More power to him, man. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's so Uh, awesome. Look, I'm all on board with this guy. That's great, man. Yeah. Take take the money and run. He never told you who's
1: going to fix the problems. He's just there to make you smile about him for a while (laughs) and take your money. (laughs) But don't, 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 Think for a minute that that isn't the first thing. Take your money is first place.
0: Yeah, oh, it is. You know, he'd Without be singing
1: about whatever it. You know, he'd be singing about something else if that's what it was necessary to take your money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is just the best way for him to make his money right now. He's. <laughs> the people in the audience are like, yeah, he's one of us. He believes everything we do. No, yeah. he's taking yeah. your money. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome as hell. I love that. <laughs> anyway,
0: so. That's cool. Well, um, yeah, you know, I went on v- uh, vacation last week, right? Yeah. And got back yesterday, and, uh, anyhow, it was a lot of fun. Love Colorado. This is, I've been to Colorado for work several times before last year, but last year is the first trip that I made to Colorado, um, without being at work, you know, to where mm-hmm. I can plan everything myself and, you know, not eight or ten hours of something and then going and do something. It's just like day's mine. So yeah. um, I had some observations when uh, when I was sitting there mm-hmm. on this. Uh, well, what it was was it was a, uh, um, a deck uh, that was up in the air about, I don't know, maybe 10, 11 feet. Mm. And it overfaced uh, the mountains. Um, it was facing the mountains and a very nice lake that the property owners on here built. And really, really nice. And they have a lot of hot air balloon activity around there Mm -hmm. because of the landscape and the winds and all that. And we got to see them just go right over us, about 10 foot over us. Cool. And I told that guy, hit the power lines. He gave me a dirty look.
1: (laughs) I'll bet he did.
0: Yeah. So, anyhow. uh, uh, So, um, I was sitting out there and I was pretty trashed, right? (laughs) So, anyhow. Um, I came up with uh, this conclusion when I was blasted on the deck of the condo we were renting in Pagosa Springs, Colorado. And fantastic area with hot springs available for pay or free. It, it's I strongly suggest this for a uh, for a vacation spot. Mm. And, and I mean, and they have all forms of these hot springs at this one resort called um, I think it's called the Spring. Or something like that in uh-huh. Eureka Springs. That resort there has like hot tub, hot, hot, um, hot springs. It's yeah. where they got the hot springs piped in and it's in a natural rock hot tub. Oh, wow. It's cool. really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Not to be confused
1: with Excelsior Springs, which is north of Kansas City. Yeah, which this is, is a, Eureka Springs that's a dump down on in, in Arkansas. wheels,
0: Excelsior. Dump on wheels, fucking yeah. hillbillies. Lubert.
1: Yeah, it, it used to be a big deal a long time ago, but yeah, this is Eureka Springs in Arkansas.
0: Yeah, yeah, yep. So, uh, let's see. Um, uh, anyhow, this is Pagosa Springs in Colorado. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, I was okay. thinking, how did I get on Eureka Springs?
0: Because we talk about Eureka Springs a lot, I do at least.
1: Oh, okay. And we, yeah, that's right. We were talking about it earlier, yeah. but I so, was thinking Pagosa, okay. Pagosa Springs, Colorado.
0: It took me a second to catch it, so uh, anyhow. Well,
1: hell, you flew back from the Twilight Zone yesterday, and I had to go meet you in the airport with no exit. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That
1: kind of screwed me up on this whole trip you took. I thought you were coming from who knows where. (laughs) Uh,
0: I I know. Well, (laughs) Another story, uh, but... (laughs) Okay, the first thing that was screwed up is when I checked in... Um, I checked into the Delta Terminal because they did not have a Southwest check-in on Facebook. It was only Delta. So I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to let everybody know I'm on my way back. So, Mm -hmm. all right, I guess I'll just check into Delta. You looked on on Facebook. It's like, oh, okay, Mark's coming Delta. So I know that much.
1: And it showed a direct flight from Albuquerque, too. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Which I couldn't find when I was booking, which pisses me off.
1: There aren't any. At least not to Terminal B. (laughs)
0: <laughs> <know>. So, uh, <laughs> so anyhow, um, he was, uh, and then I thought he was outside, circling, yeah. but he was actually inside while Cindy was parked
1: Yeah, so um. we walked past each other, and I was looking for uh, help from the Delta Terminal, and it was all dark, and everybody was gone, and it was like, wait a minute, this is like early evening well, how was everybody gone for the day. <laughs> there are there were they're like, you know, at least a half dozen flights that were going to be leaving overnight, but there was nobody, nobody at the there, Delta yeah. place. Wow, that's that's bad you know, service.
0: Well, anyhow, um I I yeah, it is. I I I came out, the weather was perfect, around 75 degrees. I got my Christoph Sumatra cigar. Um it, Anyhow, you know, I planned on uh, smoking my cigar and enjoying nature when, when a pissed off yellow jacket that built its home um, from underneath the table uh, come fucking flying at me.
1: Those are nasty.
0: Yeah. And so under underneath the table on the deck, you know, is this uh, is this you know? I think everyone's seen them. They're you know made out of mud and they all hide in there and yeah. then you come out and they start trying to sting you.
1: Yeah, these are the smooth-bodied ones, the Yellow Jackets.
0: <laughs> so, uh, I sit down, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this uh, Yellow Jacket, it flips into pissed-off mode, and <laughs> it came after me. Um, so, someone left a magazine on, on the table, thank God, because mm-hmm. I was able to smack the son of a bitch and kill it and get it to leave me the hell alone. So yeah. um, Anyhow, um, you know, so... I got to thinking, you know. Okay, the little bastards, you know, they're just like meth squatters. Okay? Oh, yeah. They, yeah, yeah and, and here's why. Here's some bullet points to why they're just like meth squatters. Meth squatters find an area on someone's property, and, um, you know, they help themselves to the property. The, you know, number two, the meth heads will guard the area that is not theirs. And defend it like it's, uh, you know, their house that they paid on for 29 years. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, the, you know, the only way you can rid yourself of such pests is with, with brutal violence. Yeah. So, and, you know... Just so, like a meth so,
1: squatter. Yeah.
0: So I know plenty of people that own a lot of land, especially down south, like Bates County and Cass County. Mm-hmm. And... If you see a tent, you leave it the fuck alone, because probably meth head's making meth out there, and they'll shoot at you.
1: Yeah, they will.
0: Yeah, they don't care. They're, they're fucked in the head anyhow. Yeah. So, they're, they're squatters that actually go into someone's land, it preferably in the woods where they can hide a little bit, mm-hmm. and start cooking their meth to sell into the city. Yeah. So, uh, Yellow Jackets, you know, um, they find an area on someone's property and help themselves... Um, they will guard and defend this property that's not theirs, just like it was theirs all along. And uh-huh. number three, the only way you can get rid of these little fuckers with brute violence.
1: Because yeah, because they're going to use brute violence against you. Yeah. They're going to sting this, and these are the ones that can sting you over and over.
0: Yeah, yeah. They don't die. They just yeah. keep going. Well, you know what? Fucking dummy didn't fall down. Well, let's let's get him again.
1: Yeah. It yeah. hurts just as much the second time. Yeah,
0: yeah. How's that, dummy? <laughs> hey, how about another? Hey, hey, let me call my friend over here. Yes.
1: let's well, all sting you. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, look, he's calling his friend, too. Oh, wait a minute. Everybody's calling each other. Now you're fucked.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So, anyhow, those little meth squatters, I hate them. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, uh, anyhow, that was my observation. And then elk, elk are squatters, too.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. They've got it easy. There goes the page.
0: Yeah, yeah, like I've been known
1: to do here lately. Hey, see if you can throw in that guy's beer pitcher.
0: Hang on. Eh, ah, just missed. Yeah. That would have been funny if it went in. Now. I can see the guy taking a drink because he's not looking at the beer at all. He, he's, like, looking at the pens and figuring shit out, and then he's taking a sip out of his beer at the same time.
1: Of course, if he pulled that wad of paper out of his beer and seen your handwriting on it, yeah. <laughs> you might have had to do some splaining, Ricky. <laughs> now, that would have been funny. Yeah. So. Lucy, you've got some splaining to do.
0: <laughs> so, anyhow, um, Elker squatters too, right? Mm, definitely. Okay. Because um, we were talking to this rancher. She is very nice. Uh, we were looking for... Um, elk of course and we started talking to her about mountain goats because we want to see mountain goats Mm -hmm. and she is a lady of the land you know she owned that big ranch and knew all about the land and she told us where to look for mountain goats and why and where they're at and what time of day and she's very knowledgeable but she said that elk are protected so what will Um, happen is federally
1: protected yeah
0: Two hundred of them will come up because there's no uh, no hunting in her property. It's yeah. you know too close to the house, and also what they do is is um, they'll um, go there and they'll squat in someone's property, eat everything up on the ground, and then go somewhere else.
1: And they have big appetites. Yeah. So she's like literally
0: you know buying so much hay she can't hardly afford to raise her cows.
1: Hmm. Man.
0: Yeah, so they're, uh, they're a bit of squatters also.
1: We have our own version here in town, the Canada geese. Those yes. are federally protected because they're migratory waterfowl. Yes. Even though they don't migrate, they stay here all year round. And there's 3,000 of them yes. in one
0: area, yeah.
1: Yeah. Canada geese as a species is classified as migratory. Yeah. So they are protected. There are... Oh, whole bunch of circumstances you got to meet before you can hunt one or kill one. Mm -hmm. So they flourish everywhere, and you can't harass them. You can't trap them. You can't try to relocate them. You're not allowed even to go up and, and take a feather off a dead one. Wow. Because they're federally protected, and every single little bit of them is regulated. Wow. So people with golf courses hate them because they eat they eat up all the good grass and they crap everywhere yeah and they would love to be able to run them off but the federal government says nope
0: <laughs> wow yeah so they're squatters too
1: yeah well. so we have our own squatters
0: yeah we do <laughs> Thank you. Hey! Where'd everybody go? Where the douchebags? Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. i glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Whew, man, that smells.